Welcome to another episode of Tipsy Ball. We're a group of high school friends who started a podcast to do our two favorite things, drink and talk basketball. How you guys doing today, fellas? Chilling, man. How's it going? Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! <laughs> We're officially in May, fellas. I can't believe this year has... Uh, it's flying by. I don't know. As we get older, I feel like time is just... Yeah, it just keeps going faster and faster, man. So, um, yeah. Crazy that we're it's almost at the end of the regular season. Here. Yeah, almost end of the season as well. Coming to an end here. May, I think 18th is when the play-in tournament starts. So, um, yeah, we are finally coming to an end of the regular season for basketball as well. So, um, exciting times for sure. Um, that's when when the real, real basketball starts. So, uh, looking forward to that. Um yeah man it's it's been it's been crazy uh for me with with the draft hopefully for our fellow listeners um uh, if they enjoy football as well uh hopefully your team had a had a successful draft just know this the chargers will will make some noise here this upcoming season so so be be excited about that bolt up get this ram it out of here <laughs> <laughs> the rams need to hire me as their mascot <laughs> What would you do as their mascot? I've thought of two chants so far. So we yell ram it as one. Okay. And then sheesh. <laughs> oh, and why, why that? It's TikTok, dude. Oh, so get, is that a thing now? Is that what the kids are doing? Sheesh. Yeah. I got to get into my demographics now. Yeah, it feels like younger. Henry's trying to get in the in the know of these uh these uh younger kids out there. So good for you, my friend. Sheesh. <laughs> All right, anyways, well, um before we go into our topics for the day, let's go ahead and get a cheers here. If you guys want to join in on us, Go ahead and grab your drink of choice and follow us along for today's episode. But cheers. I see, cheers, Andrew, you got cheers. yourself a, a tea flavored here, too. <laughs> cheers. Yeah, dude. Truly's better start sponsoring our our pod. Seriously. Seriously. I have the raspberry tea here today. It's delicious. It is. This is, it this is. is not a sponsored statement, by the way. It is not. We are not sponsored by Truly at all. We would love for them to uh, sponsor us, but... Uh, before we go in, I appreciate all the listeners always chiming in and uh, following us on a weekly basis. If you uh, haven't, please go ahead and share with your friends and family if they do enjoy basketball and like to in, um, listen to our takes. But um, let's go ahead and get right into it, guys. Um, Friday, fellas. LeBron James finally returned to the Lakers starting lineup. Um, the Lakers finally had their full squad for, for a very long time, for about over two months. Um, but they did lose to the Kings in his first game back. Um, he had a statement saying that he will not be 100% healthy ever. Um, I'm going to start with our resident Laker fanatic over here in Henry. Any cause for concern after hearing those statements from LeBron James? No, not concern. Uh, I mean, considering LeBron James spends almost, you know, m millions of dollars 
on his own health. Like, I definitely do not foresee this being an issue. I think he just said it just because he's been out of the limelight for a long time. Or was it because we lost to the Boo Boo Kings? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we didn't have chemistry, right? Right, Phil? Chemistry is not there yet. You know, people out. It didn't, hurt. It, didn't, it didn't look good. I'll tell you that. Yeah, definitely did not look good. Um, obviously, yeah, Phil, do, do you have any cause for concern of that statement from LeBron or just, you know? Not, not on that statement, just because for me, yeah, I, I think it's kind of bullshit, right? Like, mm-hmm. how does a high ankle sprain affect the rest of your career? You know what I mean? Like, it's not a serious enough injury where it, it, it should be problematic going forward. Uh, yes, maybe the rest of this season, but I don't see how, you know, if you get a full off season of rest, um, how that should affect you uh, for the rest of your career. So I think that was kind of BS. Um, yeah, maybe that was kind of a cover for losing that game to the Kings. Um, so I'm not really too worried about about that statement in general. Obviously, right now, it's a crowded Western Conference from the 4th seed through the 7th seed. Um, potentially, the Lakers can fall out and be in that 7th seed. Do you see when it's all said and done, just because they have to get the rhythm back, obviously, different guys coming back in the starting lineup, do you foresee them having to play in this play-in tournament, Henry? Start with you. Tim, don't even ask me this question. <laughs> well, no. I'm starting it off with you, my friend. No. I do not foresee this being an issue at all. Why? So they're going to they're gonna get it together right here? They don't have many games left here in this regular season. Just know that. And they're only one game above Blazer Portland at the moment for that sixth seed. So, When you have the best player in the world in LeBron James, I mean, there's nothing to worry about. Well, and their schedules isn't favorable in their way as well. So, even if it's not, I'm just saying. Like, look, you got LeBron James, you got AD. As long as they're healthy, and that's all we really need. Everybody else are just our role players. They just need to know what their roles are, and just make sure LeBron James and AD are healthy, and we will be fine. Phil, do you potentially see the Lakers? Dropping to that seven seed and having to play at this playing tournament. Um, I think there's a pretty big chance that they're gonna fall into the playing. Um, probably as a seven seed. Um, cause what what's the difference between them and the and Portland? I yeah, think Portland it's like one game, game right now. Like I said, like from the fourth seed to the seventh, it's gonna get pretty close there for that seeding. Yeah, it's one game, and when I'm looking at the Lakers' schedule, it's tough. It's tough to end the end, end the season. Exactly. Um, yeah, you got Denver, Clippers, Portland, Phoenix, Knicks, um, all in a row. That's that's gonna be a tough road to hoe. Uh, so yeah, I could definitely see them falling into that seventh seed uh, and having to play in the playing tournament. Um, although I don't foresee them, you know, losing in, in that playing tournament. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's definitely a possibility. At this point, guys, obviously we got the first glimpse of a starting lineup with Andre Drummond, LeBron James, and AD. Give me your thoughts on what you guys saw on Friday and what you guys see foresee this this starting lineup looking in the foreseeable future into the playoffs. Phil, I'll, I'll go ahead and start with you on that one. 
I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out something No, yeah. We we saw the first glimpse of the starting lineup with LeBron James, AD, and Andre Drummond for the first time mm-hmm. after the acquisition. Uh, what are some of your thoughts uh, of that game against the Kings on Friday? And how do you see this starting lineup looking like by the playoffs? Um, I don't know. It was the first game. You can't really glean too much from it. What I saw there was poor spacing, just in general. Uh, just really, really poor spacing. Um, offensively, they didn't seem like they knew what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So they had a bunch of turnovers combined with the poor spacing. Um, yeah, I, I texted you guys. I was like, what are they doing? Like, yeah. why aren't you pounding it in the paint with that unit that the mm-hmm. Kings had out there? Yeah, I think they had four guys out there that were 6'5 or shorter. Uh, and then Rashawn Holmes at center, who's like 6'7 or 6'8. Yep. So, I mean, when you have LeBron, AD, and uh, Andre Drummond out there, I just it, it made no sense to me what the hell they were doing. Um, so, I mean, and, and they deserve to lose that because, I mean, if you're going to be that stupid, uh, and play that type of game, um, and, and not make the right adjustments, then you deserve to lose. Henry, do you, what do you think about how they played on Friday and how do you foresee that starting lineup looking like in the playoffs? Oh, look, I'm... I'm a little concerned. <laughs> like, not not to say that they will drop, but more concerned in how they look. Um, it didn't really help. They look, yeah. To Phil's point, they look kind of discombobulated, right? Um, I think AD and Drummond were in foul trouble most of the game. Um, but yeah, dude, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know how I feel about Schroeder. I just. Just haven't seen anything to warrant that, like, he's, like, our piece mm. to continue to build with LeBron and AD. Mm. Like, defensively, yes, he is, you know, pretty sound, but just his efficiency, I just, I just don't like how passive he is in that offense. So, I don't know, but, I mean... Literally the rest, all of our role players need to step up. Um, I mean, Kuzma can't have two freaking points. Ben McLemore led our freaking bench who we scooped up, like, off the streets. Um, I mean, they're going to need to step up. And if that's just poor coaching by, you know, um, Vogel Vogel and Kidd as our, you know, and all the the other assistant coaches, like, they got to be held liable, dude. Um, I just don't think with this t- type of effort and intensity, we're even going to be able to get possibly even out of the first round. I yeah, mean, the only I way do that... have a lot of reservations for the Lakers. Um, like Phil said, I, I do, I can really see them fall to that seven seed and having to play in the play-in tournament. I'm not worried for them to get out of there, but right now their schedule is definitely not favorable. And obviously they have to get that rhythm back with these couple games left. Um, in the regular season going into the playoffs so but that's what i'm saying i don't think it's like um it's 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 nothing not to be worried that they'll drop tremendously um i honestly think it's just more so i'm just more worried that they're not mentally prepared right now mm-hmm. yeah it obviously it was a long layoff for lebron too so um yeah it'll be interesting to see um, how they put these pieces together um, and get some of that rhythm headed into the playoffs. But um, yeah, I do have some reservations, hoping that they can get it together. Vogel will get 
this be this team back on the right track. Um, and yeah, we'll see what it looks like in the playoffs for the Lakers. But uh, yeah, it, it's potentially possible also to have um, a Lakers Clippers first round matchup. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out in the West. Um, yeah, at, at this point, um, anything could happen. So so excited to see um, how how that plays. Phil, I know yeah. um, you know we we kind of text it back and forth of a potential Laker Clipper uh, matchup. I think that would be that would be fun. I think that's what the fans would like to see, right? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I think it's really interesting though because I think Lakers and Clippers are in somewhat similar spots where they have they have guys injured uh, that came back. Um, and now they need to figure out how to put it together. I think Clippers are still missing a few starters and Patrick Beverly, which yep. I'm hearing he might come back within the next few games, uh, okay. possibly. Mm -hmm. So he might be there before the playoffs um, for maybe like two or three games. Um, Serge Ibaka sounds like he's not really close yet. I'm not sure what the hell's going on with him because um, the Clippers have kind of kept that close to the best in terms of what his actual injury is. Yeah. But, but Zubac has been stepped out, up for you guys, which has been great. Right. He's been, he's been very good. Um, and I think he might start, actually, even when Surge comes back, um, at least initially. Um, and then we'll see based on how that dynamic works with Surge mm -hmm. coming off the bench. But, yeah, I'm really not sure, sure, like, when he's going to come back. Um, but anyway, it's like, back to the two teams, it's going to be interesting, like, who can put it together i think that the, yep. the fastest um so they're gonna be kind of in the same boat here going into the playoffs yeah makes a lot of sense um another player great player that has been missing for a long time guys returned also on friday and lamello ball um and he had a great game back he had 11 points eight assists seven rebounds um they were 10 and 11 in his absence and currently holds the eighth seed in the East. First of all, do you still think he can win the Rookie of the Year with 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 you know those many games that he were he he missed? Henry, I'll start with you. Mm, just, I feel like because he's missed a couple games, it kind of hurts his chances, but. Mm -hmm. I think he'd be crazy not to give it to the guy. Yeah, dude, like he didn't miss a beat. <laughs> When when I saw him, you know, when I saw him playing Friday, I'm like, dude, like it didn't look like he was gone. Like <laughs> he just back to his old self and just yeah, it was it was great to watch. Yeah, like literally, if you take even if you take a couple of games he missed, like maybe the only people that I can kind of give him run for his money is like an Anthony Edwards or maybe even like a Halliburton. Mm-hmm. But just his like pure impact on the game. Yeah. I just feel like he deserves to win the award. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Happening still? Yeah, I agree with you. I, it's tough though, like because he did miss what was it, twenty one games. Yeah. Um, it is a lot of games to to have missed in a seventy two game season. Yeah. But at the same time, like I agree, I think his impact on the game is way greater than any of the rookie, any of the other rookie of the year candidates. Um, mm -hmm. I think second in impact probably is Halliburton. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, the counting stats have looked a lot better from Anthony Edwards over the past few months. Um, but at the same time, like it hasn't equated to to wins. 
Um, I mean, you could say the same thing about Halliburton too, but when I just watch the games, like I feel like uh, the talent level uh, of, of that Kings team is, is pretty low and like, and that's why it's not equating to, to more wins. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, LaMelo's just been far better than either of those two, I think. Um, and it's actually um, shown up in the standings. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, Anthony Edwards, in all honesty, he looks, you know, pretty good from an eyeball test, but just his stats aren't eye-popping at all. He reminds me, honestly, guys, about uh, Andrew Wiggins again. Like, he has no impact to the team. Like, great stats, right? Like, you know, not too bad. But, like, I don't know. Like, what LaMelo Ball has brought to the Charlotte Hornets organization is far beyond just the stats. He's just literally, everything is that he's done so far has made that team so much better. Yeah, I mean, the, it's the, the, they're, it's they're relevant. The stats. <laughs> it's the stats too, though. Like yeah, he backs yeah. it up with Don't get me wrong, stats yeah. and um, you know wins. Like mm-hmm. just you know willing his team to wins and and, and changing that that style of play mm-hmm. uh, whenever he comes into the game. So yeah, I think he's been great. Yeah, that team is literally relevant again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, um, obviously Gordon Hayward is still out, but. Uh, potentially having him back soon. Fella, I think obviously it's, I don't see it happening, but let's just say, is there any, what is the best team for them to match up in the playoffs where they could potentially upset? Phil, I'll start with you. I know it's it's tough, especially if they're <laughs> going to be hovering around that 7th, 8th seed. You got yeah, 76ers there's... and Nets or the Bucks. Is there any, or making it interesting, let's just say what team would, would, the with the Hornets possibly make it interesting for out of those three teams up at the top. I mean, I think the Nets only. I think the the Sixers and the Bucks would absolutely destroy them, mm-hmm. just because they have no answers for them uh, down low in Embiid and Giannis. Um, so I think yeah, Brooklyn might be their best chance, but at the same time, I'm not. I'm, I wouldn't give them a game in that series either. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean. Out of those three teams, I would have to choose Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. But yeah, at the same time, they're still going to get destroyed. <laughs> Out of those three teams, who who would you give? <laughs> Just uh, probably the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> I mean, if you got to shock Shaka Giannis the whole game, so be it. <laughs> Do you think that they actually get a game on them? I actually, I think, they, they, I think so. Yeah. I if think they, they match against it. them, I'd say that series would go to six. I think Hornets can steal two. Wow! Wow! Two games. Wow! That that'd be very interesting. Interesting. Yeah, but it would be it'd be fun. I think they they can take one for sure. But uh, yeah, we'll see how 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 it looks like in the playoffs for for Charlotte. But I think you know for this season, there's de- they were definitely one of the. Most exciting teams to watch when Lamelo Ball is in the lineup, right? Yep. And and um, Gordon Hayward, correct. And I, uh, for the league, man, hey, kudos—they got another star in the making. So continue to groom this guy, and uh, let's see how far he can come. You know. Um, and it's funny because like his brother Lonzo has been having a career here too in New Orleans this year, um, and it's going to be interesting. He's a restricted—I think restricted free agent next year. So we'll see what the Pelicans decide, but. Um, I think a lot of upside for Lonzo, and it's been great to see him uh, 
you know, obviously play well, especially he struggled a little bit with the Lakers, and obviously we did dump him. But, um, yeah, it's great to see him starting to succeed and putting it all together. And, um, yeah, Henry, what are your thoughts on our ex-Laker boy there, you know? <laughs> uh, it's a one-year wonder. <laughs> so, oh, okay. He's going to get paid. Some dumb team is probably going to pay him a boatload of money. The and, then he's, and then he's going to be yeah, and he's gonna be the same old Lonzo Ball that we've learned to grow so, up on. Oh, so you're saying this is not sustainable. It's just really one-year wonder, huh? This is the KCP effect. Mm. Look good. I mean, it's your place here last year. You got to get your contract, got to get your money, and then slack off. Phil, do you agree? Do you think this is one year wonder for Lonzo? I would disagree. If you look at his stats, they've improved every single season in terms of his efficiency. And I think that was, you know, all a part of, you know, him reaching his potential, him being able to actually shoot the ball effectively and efficiently. Um, and he's doing that, you know, he's shooting 42% from the field, 38% from three on a shitload of attempts. He shoots eight a game. Um, you know, so when you're shooting 38% from three on eight attempts, that's, that's not bad. Um, but you know, like this is a thing, like his, his efficiency needs to continue to improve. Like if he could get the field goals up to 45% and the threes up to 40 then he's he's probably one of the best point guards in the league. Not like top three or anything like that, but top ten, um, probably on the on the maybe like nine or ten in, in in that scenario. But yeah, I mean, he needs to continue to improve his efficiency. Um, and yeah, like I think he'll do that too because he has <laughs> continued to improve. Yeah, because he takes all of his shots from threes. Yeah, I mean, but that's today's NBA. You either shoot your shots from three or at the basket. Then just play up on the guy. He has no strength inside. <laughs> it's yeah. not that hard, he's, guys. He, Come on, NBA also, players. He's also shooting better. He's also shooting better from yes. um, three feet and in as well. So that's improving. And, you know, honestly, like, if you do play him up, then he will probably be a lot more efficient um, getting to the rim. All right, well, going from the East back to the West, fellas, the Phoenix Suns, they have finally clinched the playoff the first time since 2010. Currently second in the West, one game behind the Jazz. So they're, they're, they're still fighting for that first seed, which is possible for Phoenix. Is this success for the Phoenix Suns here to stay? We know CP3 is a big driver of them, especially for this year, but he's turning 36 in May. Do you foresee? I, I, I don't, we don't know how long CP3 has. He still looks like he has a c- couple of years left in him. But do you still, do you guys foresee the Phoenix Suns being contenders here for the long run with this for like the next three to five years? Phil, let me start with you. Yeah, no, I like this team. Um, I think they're a little bit overrated right now in terms of their seeding. Uh, they're first, right? I think they're second. First. Second, because Utah just won. Yeah. Oh, Utah won. Okay, yeah. so they're second. Yeah, to me, like they've been the healthiest team in the league, um, which attributes to um, you know a good team being in second in the West. But mm-hmm. I think like all. Like all told, if you had to rank this teams in my in my West rankings, they're they're fifth um, in terms of like the the best team like when when everyone's healthy. Um, so 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I foresee them still continuing continuing to grow with their their young core. Um, it's not just Andre, um, uh, um, what's his name? DeAndre Ayton and, mm-hmm. and Devin Booker. It's guys like McCall Bridges and Cam yep. Johnson as well mm-hmm. and, and Cam Payne. And, you know, all those young guys that they have, they, they're they pretty deep team and balanced team. So even when Chris Paul is, is gone, I, I still feel like they'll be a contender. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think they'll be there for the long run. Henry, are you surprised about uh, no Kardashian curse for Devin Booker here on Phoenix Suns? I, I, I <laughs> is it coming? Is it coming? Is that is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I I really don't know how to feel about the Suns. I I think if you were to take CP3 out of this team, mm-hmm. I just think they'd be like in more of the middle. Yeah, of would the they pack. be a playoff contending team this year? I think they yeah, would I think be. So. I, I think mean, they probably. Be, I think they would yeah. be better than Portland. Or even San Antonio. Interesting. I think they would be better than Portland, San Antonio, um, Golden State, even the Mavs. I still think they'd Mavs. be better than the Mavs too. But it's, I, I, with the future of this team, I think it's really going to depend on how much learnings Devin Booker is going to be able to take away from CP3. Because, mm. I mean, I know Devin Booker's 24, um, still young, but like, in in order for him to take that next, like, kind of leap into being a, like a solidified all-star mm-hmm. for your team like he's gonna need to i think be smarter in terms of how he tries to take over the game at like crucial moments because i i see a lot of like boo-boo errors that he still makes mm-hmm. but they win the games that they do because cp3 definitely helps yeah. him with that aspect like cp3 makes crazy circuit shots like <laughs> those isos from three in which you can't stop him Ulti- yeah, um, I think ultimately with the Suns, like Devin Booker has to be able to learn that leadership aspect of it because once CP3 is done, it's yeah. his team. We all know it is Devin Booker's team when, when CP3 is all said and done. So I think for him to learn all of those attributes and leadership qualities in CP3 will come a long way for the future. But um yeah, I don't know. Like, like you guys said too. Like, I I can't gauge what they truly look like because a lot of the good teams in the West also has dealt with injuries, COVID, all of that. So, like, we haven't really gotten a true glimpse of what they can look like against the best of the best. But they they still have shown glimpses that they can compete, and you know anything can happen. But I think one question I have for you guys, and I'll start with you first, Phil, is that coach of the year. Do you see it possibly going to Utah for Quinn Snyder, or does it go to Monty Williams here with the Phoenix Suns in the West? Um, I think it goes to Monty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, just because of how far they've come from last season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being out of the playoffs to being second in the West, uh, second best uh, potentially record first, in the league. Right? We still don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, potentially first. So yeah, I think it's. I think it's pretty easy to be honest that it's, mm. it's Monty over Snyder. Even though Snyder has, you know, obviously had a great season with the Jazz, uh, and they they had, you know, the first place um, record for most of the season until Donovan Mitchell got injured. Mm. Um, so yeah, you got to give him props, but at the same time, I just think like the way that it, how how people vote on this, I think the shock factor 
is a thing, you know, from mm-hmm. them being out of the playoffs to making it, uh, having one of the best records in the league this year. I think that's just kind of the prism that it's going to be looked at. Mm. Henry, do you agree with Bill here? Uh, I feel like, yes, Monty probably does have a slight edge, but I would actually not even consider those two. Um, I actually got to give props to Mike Malone of the Nuggets. Um, I just think what he's been able to do with you know, that whole team and just their misfortunes and still being able to compete at a high level, like that that just says a lot about coaching and just being able to make sure your team is ready to compete every single night. Mike Malone's definitely a great choice there too, for sure, especially with what they have been able to do with, with Jamal Murray out. Only lost once so far since his injury. So, um, yeah, like, I, I don't argue with you on that your one. Your starting point guard is Campazo, dude. <laughs> Like, that's pretty impressive. That's like, that's like starting JJ Berea on your team to try and win. But, you know, it, I don't know. With that team, you don't really need a, a point guard. You know what I mean? Joker. Because you, Yo- you have Jokic, man. Like, yep. he's a freaking point guard in himself Dude, at the is, center position. He's, he's a winning MVP, guys. He, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think oh, yeah. MB There's can no catch question him. about it. Yeah. I, I don't think MB can catch him at this point. But uh, well deserved there. Um, um, t- I feel like we've been talking about this team here <laughs> quite quite often here the last couple of weeks. But um, this I is think the second uh, team I wanna. This is the second team I shit on after the Clippers. <laughs> hey hey hey! I, and you can't do that because you have to believe, as you know, what the what what is on the line for you and I, Henry. Uh, I don't I think Henry cares at this point. I know, <laughs> He's talking point, nonsense here. I, I, but um. I think two, three days ago, I think Chris Haynes from Yahoo uh, reported that he is likely to be fired as the head coach due to the April slide. The first Phil, I'll start with you just because you're kind of in the, in the weeds of, of these assistant coaches there out in the league. Who would you hire for the Blazers if Harry, I mean, uh, Terry Stotts does indeed get fired? Oh, that's tough. I'm just trying to think about you know the assistant coaches out there um and and you know even even some of the head coaches that don't have a job mm-hmm. and how it would fit with their personnel in portland yeah. um to be honest i kind of like kenny atkinson mm. okay okay Ooh. Uh, Ooh. yeah okay. I, I just what he was able to do uh, with the nets when he had that roster yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and how he had them overperform. So I think that kind of tells me that the players are willing to buy into that, his type of system, um, and he's able to kind of elevate um, you know, the roster um, and, and bring results. I know he's with the Clippers right now. He probably has a you know, pretty big you know, contract with them, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time, I don't think he would turn down um, you know, a head, head coaching gig. Yep. Yeah, yep. so yeah, I, I think Terry, I, I think uh, Kenny Atkinson would be a good fit for them. That's that's a great one, Henry. How about you? Do you, any per, pe- uh, person in particular here for the head coaching gig for the Blazers? I feel like just given how much <laughs> the same story is for that team, I feel like they just need some person to come in that has kind of like that building a culture, like. Basically, building a, a good culture. Mm. I think Terry Stotts, he did a pretty good job at, you know, 
I don't I don't think I I don't think there's any disrespect to what he's been able to do with the Blazers throughout his time there, but mm-hmm. I think we we can all agree that he always can't get over the hump and as unfortunately it's him and Budenholzer, right? Yeah. Those two guys like, have always have always consistently got to the playoffs, but haven't had much to show of it once they got there. So as unfortunate as it is, and then I said it like Stotts was probably gonna be the first element to fall for that team, but I think there's like two candidates that I would say would potentially be good for this team. I think if they choose to run it back with this team, um I would definitely say I think a good candidate that I would consider for that role is Chauncey Billups. Um I think he's a proven okay. champion. Okay. I think the learnings right now come on the Clippers, I think in that assistant, uh, being assistant there, I think is going to pay dividends. But, you know, I think he's been that kind of, been that point guard slash shooting guard in his future or in his past. And I think, you know, how great of a player and great coaches he's played for. So I think to have him come and be kind of like that leadership voice, I think would be great. But I think overall, if you're going to end up blowing this team up and Dame is your only piece left, um, I think one other kind of good candidate would probably be like Sam Cassell. Um, I think finally he's been around. Yeah, finally get a shot. I think, you know, he's learned a lot from Doc Rivers. I think he's ready. Um, and why not be able to kind of rely on, you know, Cassell to be able to provide that leadership experience that he has with not only veterans, but like, you know, the young kids. So yeah. I think it's a good kind of mix um, that he would come into if they were to blow up that team. Phil, what are your, what are your thoughts? Obviously, he's been gaining some momentum and, um, you know, a lot of recognition of what he's done with Michigan. Juwan Howard, right? Um, he's done a phenomenal job last season. I think potentially, you know, his name will be brought up, not maybe this cycle, but in, in a couple of years down the road, a potential head coach gig in the NBA. Do you think it's still too early for Juwan Howard to make that step? Or does it make sense if he does get an opportunity like Portland to go ahead and grab that and make that change. I would like to see Jawan get a chance with a younger team, not with a mm. team like the, the Blazers. Um, that's why, like, I kind of, I mean, I thought about Sam Cassell. I thought about Chauncey Billups, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really don't know if a first-year head coach would be the best thing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I could see those working out as well. I do think Sam Cassell is due for a shot. Yeah. Um. And you know, it could work out with Portland. Um. Chauncey, I think he still needs more experience. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, um. Like I think he he needs a lot more experience. Um. Because his role with with the Clippers right now isn't even really like kind of like a a head assistant head coach. He's he's kind of more like player personnel type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Working with the players. Um, you know, obviously working with the coaching staff to develop, you know, game plans and stuff, but I'm not sure he has, you know, the, the biggest voice um, in that Clippers coaching staff. So I think he needs more time. Um, but yeah, Sam Cassell would be a, g- a good get for them. And then also, yeah, back to Juwan Howard. I would love to see him like coach like the Cavs or something, to be honest, like a young, a younger team. And last, uh, before we move on from Portland, some rumors over the weekend, as you guys heard, the Knicks possibly willing to offer through the first round, first round picks for Damon Lillard. Smart move for New York. Henry, let me start with you first, man. <laughs> before I answer this question, I'll, let me, let's get a cheers. 
<laughs> cheers, yeah, let's go. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> cheers, fellas. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Press the button now. Press the now. button. <laughs> if if Portland says yes, you you do that immediately. Mm. Like the reason? <laughs> you're getting one of the most deliest offensive players, you know, maybe top three. Uh just cold bloodedness. And for a Knicks team that has that bottom now on that defensive side, I mean I think you insert a dame in that lineup, I think you solve pretty much eighty five percent of what you need for that team. I think the only thing that would be missing after that is maybe like a like a three guard. Mm. But outside of that, I I think they would be crazy not to do it. It's most likely gonna be addition to one of their younger pieces, whether it be RJ Barrett. I don't know if they want to take Obi Toppin. It's not like he's been doing much, but <laughs> look, um, if, you're, it, if you're gonna give them Barrett for Dame and a draft and draft picks, I'd still do it. Dude, give them all the young guys. Give them Tilakina. <laughs> give them Kevin Knox. Give them fucking yeah. RJ Barrett. Give them fucking every pick Whatever you have. Whatever they need, I would yeah. do it in a heartbeat. What do you yeah, think, you Phil, that makeup will look like with the duo of uh, Julius Randle and Dame Lillard with uh, Tom Thibodeau? Well, I think we're also missing a key piece here because the Knicks have, I think, possibly the most cap space this offseason. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Correct. if you're able to, you know, get another star on top of getting Dame and yeah. Julius Randle, you know, let's say you get a DeMar DeRozan or something, sign him. Yeah. Then then that looks pretty damn good Oof. in the East, man. It does. it does. That looks pretty good in the East. And then you have to re-sign, obviously, some of the guys that you signed to one-year deals. Mm-hmm. And like Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel as death pieces. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get back Mitchell Robinson from injury. Um, hopefully he comes back 100%. Um, mm-hmm. And then you, you know, re-sign Derrick Rose as your, as your backup point guard. Yep. Mm-hmm. Damn, dude, in the East, that's probably a top three team. Seriously. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's that's a good team. That's scary. Um, that, that, that kind of pick and roll, pick and pop game that him and that Damon and Julius Randle could have, yeah. uh, that looks good. You have the lob thread in Mitchell Robinson and Nerlens Noel. Um, you add more shooting with Dame Lillard. The only thing I would say is, yeah, if you get somebody like a DeMar DeRozan, I think the spacing is already kind of fucked um, in New York. Um, so maybe they would want to address that rather than getting um, somebody like a DeMar DeRozan. But yeah, I think that your only things that you would need to address if you got a Dame is to add shooting, add more shooting uh, around them, just because I think the, the spacing there is pretty poor. Yeah, I looked, I looked into Dame Lillard's contract, and he doesn't have a no-trade clause. So Portland could ship him anywhere, which was, I was a little surprised that he didn't add that. Because usually most stars, as as you know, in his caliber, definitely include that in their contract. Because he's um, loyal to, but that team's gonna screw. But hey, no, no sports franchise or team are loyal to players. It's always the other way around. Let's you know, it's a business. We all know that. So players are always expendable, no matter who you are. You know, maybe maybe LeBron James might be the one exception, but everybody else pretty much are expendable. So, um, look, if you're the Knicks and you have a chance to get Dame, you do whatever is needed to get that agree. guy. Agree. Uh, 
that would be interesting to to see for both teams, right? If so, it'll be a it'll be a makeup of CJ and Nurkic in Portland now, and then it'll be in the East with New York, Dame Lillard, Julius Randle, Derrick Rose, yeah, Mitchell, some of these get younger guys here, and in the East, it possibly looks so much possibly more adding somebody else as well. Correct, yeah, adding another third star to that mix in the offseason as well. Definitely looks a lot more comp- uh, compelling over there in the East, especially in the East, just because we know the West has always just always been difficult. But um, yeah, I don't know. New York is definitely making moves. They are a very compelling destination. It kind of reminds me of the Lakers a couple of years ago. Remember, guys, a lot of teams turning down, going to LA. The 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 spot, you know, the the Hollywood, the LA wasn't there anymore. Like the appeal wasn't there, and people were actually turning it down. New York has that chance to turn it around too now. You know, obviously, especially with this year's play of how they've been doing with Julius Randle and company with Tom Thibodeau. There will be a lot of, I think, free agents that will be looking into New York and possibly wanting to, you know, team up here, depending on who else is willing to go. Um, So, yeah, I think um, it'll be interesting to see. And as we noted last week's episode, like... It's the mecca of basketball, guys. Like, if New York is relevant, it's good for the NBA, you know? And so, um, yeah, be interesting. Let, to let see me run this scenario story. by you guys and see if you okay. do this, because I just, I just saw this come up. But would you, if you're the Knicks, would you give up Dame Lillard for Emmanuel Quickly, Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson, Obi Toppin, both 2021 first rounders, and the Dallas 2023 first round? If I was a Knicks, would I do that? Yep. Oh, easily, yeah, of course. Easy, yes. Like if, I were the, if I were the Blazers, I don't... I think, I think you know, we haven't addressed the Blazers side on this. Mm-hmm. I don't think for any package that the Knicks put together, I don't think that they would trade it, Dame, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I don't think it's enough, to be honest. Yeah. So, so. I mean, we, we, could, we could say that it'd be great for the Knicks, but realistically, <laughs> when I'm thinking about it, I don't think that they would trade Dame away. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I don't see that. Happening you can trade there. CJ, you can trade anybody else, but you know, Dame, I, I think he's, he's untouchable. almost untouchable. Yeah. 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 I agreed. It'd be really weird to see if that did happen, but uh, I don't know. I want them to blow up Portland um, to be honest. So hopefully, <laughs> Laker um, nation do something. Well, I think the first start might be Terry Stotts. So we'll see. We'll see which domino falls first for them. Um, but uh, interesting to see how that happens. Um, before we go into our power rankings, um, wanted to get your guys' take on this playing tournament. It is expected to stay, fellas. Looks like it's going to be a mainstay and permanent moving forward. I'm going to start with you, Henry. Are you a fan of this playing tournament? Do you like it? Do you, um, with this announcement, do you think it's a great idea for the NBA to keep the playing tournament? I mean, definitely, if it's about money. <laughs> it's always about money. So, no, every yeah. decision that anybody makes is always about money. Let's be honest. Yeah, I think from a you know from a owner's and you know business. Talk about it in a fan's perspective. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. From that point, I would say yeah, it's all about the money, and of course, it's great, like worthwhile. From a fan standpoint, personally, for me, yeah, I enjoy it. Cause it's kind of like you get to see more of these teams may that may not be on prime time so often, so. Mm-hmm. To put them into that kind of environment where it's kind of like winner go home, like I think that's pretty exciting. 
Um, I mean, there's a lot of teams I think that are sitting in the seven through ten spot that, you know, some teams maybe are kind of underperforming versus where we thought they would be, and some teams are overperforming. So, I mean, I mean, shit. If I have to, we've got to watch the Wizards. I mean, yeah, like that. Hey, man, I think bro. they might they might be able Russell to. Russell Westbrook is is doing <laughs> so, his thing. Oh, so out now there you're right changing now. your tune, Henry. <laughs> I said how you I, I said your tune. I said might because I said the Hornets are gonna get out uh, of there. Mm, mm-hmm. oh, I think last week you said that on. they couldn't at all. So, anyways, um. Yeah, no, I'm a fan of it, to be honest. Like, I'm excited for these games. Like, why wouldn't you want to watch, you know, Dame Millard go against um, John Morant, yeah. you know, in a playing game? Like, that that sounds fun. You know, that 7-8 series, then you got, you know, Steph Curry. Anytime you can watch more Steph Curry, I think that's yeah. better for the league, right? Yeah. So, like, that will be fun against the Spurs. I think they would, you know, hopefully win win that, and then you would get, like, a Dame versus um, Steph Curry. Steph Curry or John Morant oh. versus Steph Curry. Yeah, John Morant versus Steph Curry. Or even if you got a Dame versus Steph Curry, that'd be even better. You know what I mean? Like, that'd be fun to watch. Um, Mm -hmm. And on the other side, like, I, 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 you know, I really like that Miami-Charlotte game. That'd be fun to watch. I think Wizards would take down the Pacers and then, you know, the Wizards against either one of those teams against Miami or or the Hornets would be a a great game, too. So I think it just brings that fan interest, um, something new, a new dynamic um i think a lot of people you know were interested in in the play in last season mm-hmm. um it just kind of the intrigue um with with phoenix you know going 8 and 0 in the bubble uh but then still not making that playing tournament uh but i think a lot of people were kind of excited to watch them in the playing tournament yeah, unfortunately yeah. they didn't make it but you know you have portland who is playing great um and dame pulling off you know some some crazy ass shots in that tournament so um yeah i think it's great for the league yeah they're well, taking a page out of the nfl playbook by expanding uh our wild card game here additional you know two 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 teams making it hey kudos to nba everybody loves more meaningful games right these are meaningful games it's not another regular season game it's truly a game where these teams will be battling it out to make the playoffs so whenever you get you get to see that man it, the the competition level is at a different you know, high end. It's it's always fun to see the especially with what teams we have this year. Dude, it's a it's a great storyline and great matchups to watch and definitely looking forward to it. I think I'm I'm on your guys' end where I think as a fan, it's great for us, man. If we can get more, um kudos to them. So um You know what I'm not excited for is why the Chicago Bulls are freaking eleventh place. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get it together, my friend. I cannot get it together. Yeah, they they haven't looked good with uh unfortunately with the Vucevic trade. Hasn't hasn't panned out as uh I'm yeah, sure they would have. Also Zach Levine's been out. Um yeah. so yeah. I think you gotta let it play out until next season. I yep. think I think they will make the playoffs next season though. I like that team. Alright, well, fellas. I don't well, not right uh, now. <laughs> Before we head into our uh, power rankings, let's get a cheers here. Uh, by the way, this Crown Royal Peach is, was a, a big mistake. I regret it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm stuck with it. I am stuck with it. So, anyways, cheers. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Tim, you have to say it's good, cheers. so the Crown Royal might even sponsor us. <sighs> no, I, I can't. I can't. It just is bad. All right. Um... 
Phil, let's start with you today with uh, Power Rankings. Give us your updated rankings for the week and share some tidbits here of why you have chose them for, for that spot. Um, yeah, I mean, Suns, I have a number one this week. Um, that's just the Clippers dropping down because they had some losses this week. Um, I have the Clippers at number two still. I still feel that when they're healthy, uh, they're the best team in the league. Um, so, you know, them them not having a lot of players and losing these games doesn't really mean much to me. Um, I have Jazz at number three. Even though they have Donovan Mitchell and, and Conley out, uh, they still have the best record in the league, um, so you got to give props where it's due. Um, I have 76ers; they're top of the East. Um, I, I'm gonna—I I said this before. I think I think the 76ers are gonna make it out of the East. Um, I, I really like that team, um, and you know, whenever you have Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, um, they're they're really hard to beat. I have the Nets at number five. I know that they had a loss. They had some—they have some losses uh, this week, but. You know, so that's why they kind of dropped a little bit in my rankings. Um, but, you know, they're, they're still a really good team. I have the Nuggets at six. I see that you guys have the Nuggets pretty high here. Um, but, you know, my methodology kind of changed um, since last week. I'm, I'm basically going by, like, who I think are the best teams. Um, you know, how, how it'll look like once it comes kind of playoff time. Mm -hmm. So I still have the Nuggets kind of further behind, even though, they, you know, they've been performing really admirably without, um, you know, Jamal Murray and, you know, some of their other injuries that they've had. So, you know, props to them. But, you know, it's just a methodology change for me. Um, and then the Bucks at seven. Um, I have the Knicks at eight. They're, they're still playing really well. Um, I have the Mavs at nine, and then the Hawks to round it out at ten. Um, I really, I really like this Hawks team. Um, mm. I, I would like to have them up higher. It's just you know they they had Trey Young out for for a while. I know he came back, but you know they they still they're gonna need a little bit of time to to get him back into rhythm and stuff like that. So, but I, I really do like this Hawks team. All right, Henry, please do share us your power rankings, sir. Yep. Um, I'm with Phil. Suns won. Um, yeah, they've just been playing very good basketball. CP3. Gotta give them the uh, recognition. Uh, number two, I'm with the Nuggets. Um, yeah, I, I think Mike Malone deserves Coach of the Year. I think what he's been able to do with that team and just even their recent 10 games, I think that's insane. Um, I got Clippers at three. Yes. Uh, it kind of feels better that I don't have to say them first, but you know, I think just just given their recent uh, woes, uh, got a drop like the there. loss against the the Denver Nuggets yesterday. Yeah, so just given like I mean, I know Kawhi just came back, but yeah. I mean, like Bill said, come on, man, the other people got to pull it together. It's okay. Phil will say the same thing. Yeah, it, look, it looks sloppy there. It looks sloppy the there. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Elliot, hey, at least the clip or the Clippers are in the top ten. The Lakers are. <laughs> Uh, before I got jazzed, um, yeah, I still have some reservation about that team coming out of the All-Star break still. They just still haven't had that same spunk I think we saw in the first half of the season. Uh, fifth, I got 76ers. Yeah, um, I think Joel Embiid is probably the second best player in the league right now um, behind Jokic. So they're playing very high performance basketball. Six, I got Nets. I know they lost to the Bucks today, but... I think just pure talent-wise, I think that team is going to be able to probably advance very far in the East. 
Then seven, I got Bucks. Uh, eight, yeah, I got the Knicks. They're still playing great basketball. Uh, nine, I got the Mavs. Ten, I, 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 I'm doing it for you, Theo. I'm doing it for you. I'm slotting, I'm slotting the Washington Wizards now for the first time ever in my top ten. Uh, I, I, sh I shit it on them. But yeah, can't discount them out for sure. Can't. I mean, I know the Hawks have still a better record, but um, I, I mean, honestly, I think you're at this stage now. If you had to play the Wizards first round, like I would be pretty scared. Yeah, yeah. Well, Theo knew something about the Wizards guys that we didn't, so we gotta give him some props there. <laughs> Kudos to UCLA ism. <laughs> He's in good hands, you know. He's in good hands over there. All right, uh, my rankings here for the week. I got Suns number one. Um, yeah, I think like all, all of us had here, not surprising there with, with the run they've been having. Potentially can be the number one seed when it's all said and done in the regular season. Got the Nuggets at number two. Just, yeah, they've only lost once since Jamal Murray has gone down and the other injuries that they had. So I think it was um, right for me to put them at number two. Clippers at number three here. Um, like both Phil and Henry said, yeah, right now they're just... Kawhi Leonard came back for the first time yesterday against Nuggets. They still have their starters in Pat Bev still out. So um, dropped them from first to third this week. Got Utah at number four here. Um, yeah, you know, obviously they're still out with uh, Donovan Mitchell, but you know they're 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 hanging in there while while he's out. So um, Jazz at number four. Got Seventy Sixers at number five. Number one, yeah, best record here in the East. Got the Nets at number six. They had a great battle against the Bucks today, guys. I don't know if you're able to catch that game. Uh, very entertaining. Both Katie and Giannis went out for forty plus points. Um, the Bucks got the better of them. Uh, today they'll be matching up again later this week, so um, that'll be fun there. But uh, I got I got the Mavericks at number eight. I got the Knicks at number nine. I was going back and forth in this ten ten spot here. Um, I put the Blazers. They they're they're on a three game win streak. Um, been playing a little better as of late. Obviously, doesn't necessarily um, mean mean much at the moment, but. For me, I felt like I wanted to put them there. Um, I do see a lot of better play from this team the last couple of games. We'll see. If yeah, I, I like how Nurkic has been playing. Yeah, uh, he's exactly. looked he looks he's looked better just from the eye yeah. test, uh, ignoring like any stats or whatever. Like yep. just he yep. he does looks better now. Yeah, Tim, because they're going to against... come out of the first round, dude. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> they're going against Boston right now as we speak. Um, obviously, if they can get that 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 win there, that'll be a big one for them. But I'm uh, hoping that, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see that there's it's a crowded bottom half of that Western Conference. So the seating there will be interesting to see when it's all said and done. Um, but, uh, yeah, I have them at number 10 here for this week. All right. Before we uh, move on, breaking news. Ooh, what we got here? Man? Freaking Dennis Schroeder is out with health protocols. COVID? Oh, my. Don't Gosh. they like have vaccinations now? Like, didn't, especially didn't LA, we're one of the. Yeah. I think we're the lowest state. I think COVID rate in in this in the whole US at the moment. I don't know well, what he's doing over there. Apparently, he didn't get it. <laughs> Freaking guy, dude! Freaking guy! Goodness gracious, man! Well, 
All right. Well, anyways, let's go into the shoot your shot, Henry. 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 Oh, Henry. What is going on with your picks, my friend? Well, obviously we had an added game, so we had nine games slate for last week's picks. Henry went five and four with the total record of fifty-two and forty-seven. Phil came out on top. Phil, Phil's looking real good, guys. Phil, Phil is hey. looking real good these days. Hey. He had a seven and two record with a total overall record of fifty-five and forty-four. And your boy here, Tim, I uh, I went six and three, um, sixty-one and thirty-eight for for the total record, number one in the standings. I am six games above. Phil in second, and Henry has just been torridy, terrible. Like I, I don't know what he's been thinking over here the last couple of weeks, but I'm like um, the as Dodgers, we all know, dude. Henry is the curse, so not surprising. I'm the Dodgers. I started off hot, and now I'm just you know <laughs> Kelly, Kelly Jansing myself. <laughs> um. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Henry, you owe the audience and our listeners here three shots. And while you do take those three shots, I forgot to mention that you and I had a couple of bets two episodes ago, and I forgot to redeem those last last episode. <laughs> so um, I don't know if you recall. You said you would have a better record than me. You failed that, and that was for two shots. And you also said that Kobe White and Vucevic would have more oh points God. than John ja Morant. <laughs> Grayson Allen, which obviously Jamal Jamal Morant had the same exact amount of points as both Kobe White and Vucevic combined at 36 points. So you had a shot there that you owe me. So three shots there. So there's a total grand total here of six <laughs> shots that are coming. Henry, what are you way. what are you doing, bro? <laughs> trying to trying to give the fans what they want. Drunk Henry. <laughs> oh man. But while while Henry uh, drinks those shots away. Phil, you do owe our audience one and a half shots, so please go ahead and cheers to that and owe them. And I do owe cheers, y'all. two and a half shots. These teaser uh, games, guys, it's getting us, right? I think all of us have gotten at least uh, one wrong the last couple of weeks here in these teaser games, but that's what it's for, right? You know, you can go either way at any point, and um, it's always fun. It's always fun. And I'm not looking forward to this damn peach crown royal nonsense over here, but gotta <laughs> deal with it. But um, cheers, cheers, Henry. Cheers. Do the right thing. Get get some get some picks right, right? Come on now, like you're you're losing to Phil when Phil had a terrible start. Like he, we all know he was just like it was bad. It was Tim, bad. don't worry, I I I copied you this week. That's why I'm getting I'm. Oh, Dude, you're man, gonna bring bad is... juju. You yeah. That's, I don't want that's... your bad energy, my way. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> oh. Guys, this crown royal is is just not good. Like literally not good. Okay, while I take my last here one and a half one shot here. Henry, you wanna start us off of your picks for this week and good luck. <laughs> Yep. Uh, so I'm going uh, New York over Memphis. Uh, I'm going Brooklyn over Milwaukee. I think that'll be a revenge game. Uh, I got Phoenix over Atlanta. I got Charlotte over Chicago. 
Philly over New Orleans. Portland over San Antonio. My two teasers. Of course, got the Lakers over the Clippers. And I, this is my only different answer than you, Tim. I'm going Denver. See, I might have to change my picks now. Like, I don't know why. I don't know Dude, why. That you're is bad why you're following you, bro. You, you, you are killing me right now, Henry. I might have to make some changes, but... Okay, let me give uh, bad juju to Phil, too. Let me change my Lakers to Clippers. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no. You stay where you are. All right, Phil. Go ahead and please share your picks for the week. Yeah, Tim, while you think about some of the changes you might yes. want to make, um, I'll go ahead. So I'll just go ahead and pick the ones that are different from Henry. So I have Memphis beating New York. I have Milwaukee beating the Nets. Uh, then some of them are the same here. Um, I have the Clippers over the Lakers, and I have Utah over Denver, even with um, Donovan Mitchell out. I think that Conley will probably be back for that game. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like Jokic is just gonna collapse at some point, dude. Like the amount of weight that he's been carrying for that team. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna run out of steam coming down the stretch. All right. Well, due to Henry trying to copy me and bringing that bad energy my way, I have made some adjustments to my picks, <laughs> and Henry can't make his changes because he has already said it on on the pod here. Um, I decided to go ahead and change my New York pick to Memphis now. I, uh, I will pick Memphis over New York Knicks. Um, I have Brooklyn over Milwaukee. That is... Uh, actually, you know, let me go ahead and change that here as well. Let me go Milwaukee <laughs> over Brooklyn. Milwaukee over Brooklyn here. Uh, I'm going to go 8-0. You know, you're a fool. I'm going to go on a whim here, and I'm going to pick Atlanta over Phoenix. Uh, Phil, good luck. Uh, good luck on that train there. But uh, just, you know, I have some wiggle room here, you know, six games uh, above you. So I'll take some chances here. I uh, just got to right. get away from that bad juju from Henry. Um, and um, other than that, I have the same. I have Lakers over the Clippers, Utah. I'm going Utah with Phil over Denver here as well. Um, I got Portland over San Antonio, Philly over the Pelicans, Charlotte over Chicago. So, um, yeah, those are my changes. Uh, Henry, just, just stay away, man. Just just stay away, please, okay? You're, you're on mute. Please get off mute, please. Eight and now. Eight and now. <laughs> hey, uh, like I said, um, it is what it is. But, um, fellas, well, we got two weeks left till... The season ends. Um, Henry, start with you. Any parting words for our listeners here today? Uh, I guess other than you know, continue to like, subscribe, comment. Uh, but unfortunately, I ain't gonna face Phil in the freaking finals, man. <laughs> oh, what happened? What happened here? <laughs> freaking uh, Vucevic. And Darius Garland screwed me <laughs> by not playing. So my team is done. I needed everything to go perfectly for me. Just uh, couldn't pull through last minute. But hey, I was last place and I got to fifth. So all you fantasy people out there, just give up when you're last. Because there's no point in trying to make a push. You ain't going to win like me. So. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. 
Yeah, well, Henry. Henry's getting beat pretty handily here. Um, seven two on the week. I'm well, up five four, but there there are still some games left, and it's close. So we'll we'll see. I, man. I will say this: I think this is uh, Henry's retirement season now. I think last year. I don't think you should play anymore, Henry. Just just stop here while you can. Yeah, dude. I I I'm actually surprised I even got this far. In all honesty, <laughs> but it's okay. Football season is around the corner, and I'm about to go back to fantasy football. Bill, any parting words here for our listeners? Um, no, I was actually going to bring up the fantasy thing, just to spite Henry. Um, <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> I might end up losing too, so we'll see. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> um, all right, for our listeners, next week we are off. Please enjoy Mother's Day with all your mothers out there. Um, they de- deserve all the love. Um, they did birth us, after all. So as, as annoying, and I'm sure they were of, of us while we're growing up, please show your love to, to the mothers out there um, in your life. So, um, all right, fellas. Well, another great episode. Looking forward to the playoffs coming up here. But, um, yeah, till next time, guys. We'll see you next uh, the week after. All right. Peace. Peace. Peace.